You're listening to a Miscellany News production. Hello and welcome to the More Than Miscellaneous podcast. I'm Alex Barnard, the Miscellany News' audio editor. This week, despite being interrupted by a fire alarm, Sasha and Izzy sit down with members of Vassar's Environmental Activism Club SEED to conduct an engaging interview about a declaration sent out by President Bradley. And later, Mac interviews members from the on-campus band Pander to discuss the upcoming MISC Music Festival. here to talk about climate change. So last week on February 19th, Vassar officially joined more than 7,000 other universities and 1,300 local governments around the world in declaring a climate emergency. The passage of this declaration was in large part due to the efforts of a working group under the direction of SEED, Vassar's Students for Equitable Environmental Decisions, who drafted proposals to President Bradley. Today we have SEED members, Dina, Celeste, and Stephanie here to speak with us. How are you guys? Good. <laughs> Thank you Good. so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Um, so we'll just jump right off the bat and would love to start out and kind of ask you guys why you think it was important to declare a climate emergency and sort of what role um, Vassar has and the significance of Vassar's involvement in this. Well, um, a climate emergency is really important because it's kind of like the language that we use. So if we have Mm. climate language, then it can be seen by students as well. So if students see that Vassar is declaring a climate emergency, then they know that we're not taking this lightly. Like Vassar is taking this seriously. Mm -hmm. And because of that, maybe they'll try to take steps to becoming more sustainable as well. Going off of that, uh, besides like a language of importance, it's also a language of urgency. Um, a lot of time, the bigger problems with climate change is like the cognitive dissidence um, of feeling like actions um, are indirect uh, or don't have a, um, a significant impact. And so uh, actions taken to mitigate climate change um, don't have the same urgency as sometimes other issues. And so by bringing everyone into the language of urgency mm-hmm. um, and putting the entire school institution under the same mindset is really important um, in setting the stage for further action. Yeah, and I think, like, Vassar, as a college, we are already doing certain things that schools that have signed up to climate emergencies are, like, they've also agreed to. So, like, mm. creating, um, like, a deadline for climate, uh, for carbon neutrality, which we've done in 2030, allocate more resources towards research and towards creating um, a greater uh, sustainability curriculum. So... Vassar is already doing that, so I think the question for, like, why declare an emergency, it is, yes, we are doing this, but as we continue to go towards carbon neutrality beyond that, because carbon neutrality, that involves things such as, you know, purchasing offsets and, like, going to biofuels, which is still combustion and it's still putting carbon into the atmosphere, so it's by stating like this is an emergency and um, this is an urgent issue it is committing us to continue action not just going okay like we are carbon neutral now it's no you have to continue to work 
Thank you so much for addressing that. I know it's a pretty basic question, but I think it's always important to sort of talk about that basic premise. And we know that um, this working group at SEED has played such a huge role in sort of pushing President Bradley towards making this declaration. And we know that you prepared several proposals in making sure that this would eventually happen. So we were kind of wondering um, what your role has looked like and what the process has been in sort of getting... Um, the administration to this stage? Yeah, so I think um, mid last semester is when we got together and, you know, talked about this issue of declaring climate emergency. We set up a meeting with President Bradley Mm -hmm. towards the end of last semester um, and she seemed pretty for it. So we decided to... Yeah, very responsive. Yeah, Yeah, so I think we sort of worked through, like Mm -hmm. as a small group, sort of trying to figure out what does... A college declaring climate emergency look like because we we were looking at a lot of examples from like nations and cities and it's it's all it's very it's a lot more complicated on that Mm -hmm. end so I think it took us a while to sort of figure out what like how do we put this into Vassar's voice and so um, we drafted this letter and we sent it to her and you know with she made her edits of course but um, yeah it was all it was a pretty quick process yeah. i would say yeah, yeah. Like, president bradley was very receptive to it once we like sent her the official letter she made a few edits but like, yeah immediately she like loved it and wanted to push it through it was so. a really positive experience yeah it was really <laughs> encouraging and i believe she sent it to um families and alums yesterday at least yeah. that was the plan yeah um, was it always the plan to approach President Bradley with this work, or were you guys going to do something separately from the administration? Well, I think, yeah, it was pretty much always the plan. We, were, mm-hmm. we thought about maybe starting on a smaller scale. We thought about maybe um, having the geography department declare a climate emergency. But then we talked to the geography department, and they were thinking about it. But then they're like, you know, might as well just go straight to Bradley and s- see what she thinks. So we went to Bradley Mm-hmm. And she like loved it. So I think like from the beginning, like that in- initial meeting with Bradley, like set the tone for like what we were gonna do. Like instead of just going to the different departments, we went straight to her and like a top down approach. Mm-hmm. And we had actually um, a professor Joe Nevins. He set up hmm. um, a like a FaceTime or a Skype yeah. meeting with um, Professor Sebastian Cacard at Concordia University in Montreal, cool. and um, their geography department has declared a climate emergency. So we met with them, tried to figure out like what that meant, what that means for their department. Um, and so that sort of got the ball running yeah. and why we considered like maybe we should do this at a department level. But then we were like, no, nah, let's just, you know, go to President Bradley. Got it. And can you speak a little bit about what specifically this um, declaration entails? Like what is Vassar going to be doing to um, become carbon neutral or other plans? The declaration doesn't commit Vassar to anything it hasn't mm-hmm. already committed to, and that's kind of what is unique about it. So although it's largely symbolic, um, it still is really valuable mm-hmm. in unifying mm-hmm. the school, and it's it sets a reminder for how we want to approach the things we have committed to and how we want to achieve more, because mm-hmm. there's a lot more to be improved upon and more goals to reach. Yeah, in terms of how we specifically get to carbon neutrality, so that's what the climate action plan is being written to address. And so, um, Micah, the sustain, Micah Kenfield, the sustainability director, he's in charge of 
writing that. And there are various um, groups, like I'm in mm-hmm. part of the group that's working on the um, energy component of the climate action plan. Cool. So that's when that's setting up like the direct like goals, the numbers, the dates for carbon neutrality. And I, I believe this climate action plan is for the next outlining the next five years. Okay, so we were also wondering um, what you all think that the student body can do apart from just the administration and sort of getting us to these goals so that um, the student body is also taking the climate emergency just as seriously as the admin is. And if you had any ideas about our role in all of this. Well, one thing that's already been doing is that each sports team has a sustainability rep who works with SAC, which is an athletic um, group on campus. And like I'm the sustainability rep for cross country, as so we basically like we try to eliminate waste. We have to recycling bins in the locker rooms, and we have we got um, recycling bins there as well. And we try to promote sustainability. So like that's one way to like help, like even like on a small team level. I, don't know. I believe Vassar Greens also works towards pushing that forward. So I know um, there is a sustainability rep. I. Th- I think there's supposed to be one in each of the dorms. There's one in Cushing, um, and we've started TerraCycling. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, like, the whole idea of declaring an emergency, we're hoping that more students then see that and, you know, take it seriously and start thinking about their actions, like how they sort their waste, maybe how much meat they consume. But there's so many other things, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, um, for the student body, the climate emergency is about holding each other accountable and their orgs accountable in addition to the administration mm-hmm. um so that's the main the main focus for students mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and then also i guess beyond just our vassar bubble we're hoping that by declaring an emergency we send out a mes- message one to other universities but also to the community um mm-hmm. so i know there were a group of students trying to get Dutchess county to declare an emergency um there are other groups working to get emergencies declared in New York and throughout. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping that this just puts pressure on like the larger movement. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And I think um, you all are like a testament to like students actually working towards these kinds of changes. We'd actually oh, love to know um, what kind of work SEED is doing right now to sort of continue have this momentum going. And if you guys want to talk a little bit about your current work. Yeah, so SEED uh, just put out a climate emergency response plan. Um, So SEED handed out uh, the documents to the trustees. They just met um, over the weekend. So we're hoping that we can get them to read it and to give us a response because we'd love to work with them and the administration to maybe get some of these uh, demands or requests through. Yeah. So to my left, I have Sawyer Bush, Alex Kester, Jordan Schreeder. So maybe we can start and just go around and tell us a little bit how you got into the band and what exactly you play. So uh, Ben and I were in the same fellow group last year, and we sort of, um, I came into his room one day and saw that he had a Kamasi Washington poster on his wall. Oh, yes. We kind of started bonding over that, um, kind of started just noodling on the guitar, um, and we (laughs) found out we had basically the same exact taste in music. So we started jamming and like having fun, and then we did a... 
a mug open mic one night, and then it kind of just clicked. And so we wrote some music towards the end of the year. And then we're like, let's poach some freshmen <laughs> next year. And then Jordan came our way and uh, kind of just happened like that. Mm. And that freshman was Alex then? That freshman was Alex. Yeah. So Alex, tell me you know, what you play and what got you in the band. Yeah, I play drums for Pander. Um, I was at jazz auditions beginning of the year. Little did I know that Sawyer and Ben were scouting all the, <laughs> j- all the drummers. Um, and you made it. I made it. I was lucky enough. I, I was talking to them. We were talking about Alex G., and as soon as I figured out that they knew Alex G, I was like, all right, I can play music with them. <laughs> so yeah, we had some practices. I was vibing. And it's been it's been a ride ever since. That's awesome. And Jordan? Yeah, kind of the same situation. Um, I'm a senior. I sing. Ben and Sawyer also lived on my hall last year. And so they would overhear me screaming all the time. <laughs> um, they thought it sounded good enough <laughs> to ask me to join. Um, so early in the semester, around September, um, they asked me to hop on one of the songs, and then from there was history. I was just like, I love being around them. So that's awesome. So let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit about you know kind of your early history in this first yeah. year of formation of the band. Um, what has it been like, kind of playing shows on campus, and you know what have those shows been like, and how have you kind of seen you know the campus music scene kind of you know regenerate and move forward throughout the year. It's really exciting. It's super exciting. Um, I've been involved with music elsewhere on campus, and I've never been in performances like this. You know, when we play at shows at THs and on the weekends for people just like who want to throw down, have a good time. Um, it's really a relationship that we want to have with the crowd, which is something that I'm experiencing for the first time in a new light. Yeah, it's exciting. The Vassar music scene right now is very exciting. Um, people are excited to see shows, people are excited to play shows. Yeah, the general the general atmosphere is have as many shows as possible, have as much fun as possible, and be as wild as possible. We are trying to collaborate with as many people as possible, you know, foster relationships between musicians, between bands, um, and it's been very fun so far, very successful. That's awesome, and you know, Sawyer Bush here over on my left doubles as an opinions columnist for the Miscellaneous News, so what is your opinion then on the campus <laughs> music scene? Um, I mean, well, we kind of have been trying to explore, I guess, kind of all all realms of the music scene. We started off with the the uh, Climate Strike playing for that. Then we did a um, bike shop show, and we did a mug night show. So we've kind of just been like exploring the entire music scene, seeing where we can get like other musicians excited and like see show musicians. Like, we're a new band on this campus, and like look at how... I don't want to like sound boastful, but how like omnipresent we've been. Like other bands can do this too, so it's not just us. It's like other bands have the have the option to be this like omnipresent and this like as active out on campus. Do you think there's kind of a reason why we haven't seen kind of this band presence on campus in years past? Do you find this to be kind of like a new phenomenon? This kind of new energy around music on campus? I do think there's definitely a new energy this year around music. Um, I'm not. T- entirely sure what was holding people back. I don't know if you guys want to speak more to that. Jordan as the elder statesman. <laughs> um, honestly, yeah, I I know so many different artists. Obviously, a lot of singers, and I just never had a like way to get into the music scene, except for like acapella, which is like very standardized at Vassar. And I think what's different about bands is like they form and disperse and connect in a very different way that isn't so public. And so what I think has helped is like having 
open communication about like I'm interested in being in a band like once I started saying like oh yeah we're trying to start something here like there was so much like all of a sudden people were like wait I want to be a part of this like I want to see what we can formulate because there's so many artists on the campus so it just took kind of like a a like yeah a little spark a way for you guys all kind of to find each other yeah so, like, on the other end of that, like, you know, can you talk a bit, a little bit about the crowds that have been coming out to your show and how you've been, you know, happy about, you know, the turnout at your various events? The crowds at our show are wild. I love, I love playing in front of the people that come to see us, and I'm so thankful that people come to see us at the same time. People are dancing. I don't know. It's just, like, I love seeing us, me specifically as a drummer, creating a beat and playing something that people can dance to and then looking out and seeing people dancing to what I'm creating, what we're creating as a band, the sound that we're putting out. Um... It's a collective energy um, crowd band, and it's pretty cool. I think what's special about it is like people show up to our gigs to have fun, and they're not really there to like criticize the music or you know like really like listen like oh are they performing this correctly or in like a way that I'm expecting like they're really genuinely there to like just throw down, have a great time, dance their heads off, and like drink you know, and so it, it <laughs> becomes like a very positive atmosphere where like. Nobody's really worried about like things that go wrong. Like if the, if the set gets like bumped or you know it takes us a second to start another song, like people are still there and you know hanging out with their friends. It's a very like casual yet like exciting experience. I think. Yeah, very open, right? Yeah, open. Um, do you have like maybe like a favorite anecdote or a story from anything that's happened at any of your shows this year? And you know, we're this is not on the public radio anymore, so you don't. There's no need to tailor your message if you. <laughs> Just kind of go for it. Yeah, I kind of always go back to our first, I guess, party show at Fairmont because it was, some would say, a dangerous situation. There were, you basically, <laughs> in order to get to the, like, where the audience was standing, you had to, like, kind of walk through our little stage area. So we were like, if you're in, you're in right now. You can wait until the end of the song, but, like, you got to wait until the end of the song. Um, and I don't know, it was just, it was a really intimate setting, and people were like, people were just... I don't know, vibing with the music, and it was really, we could, could really feed off the energy of the crowd because we were, like, right there with them. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, there was a staircase right up behind the drums, and there were also people out there dancing, and it was just this crazy, just, like, surrounding yeah. of just party. It was crazy. <laughs> in the center of it, yeah. Jordan, you have any uh, stories to add? Mm-hmm. Well, from that night, a lot of memorable things happened. I remember, like, I was trying to get people to, like, settle themselves in the space because we had to take a lot of breaks in between. And I, like, walked out to the kitchen area and then I tried to get my way back to the stage and somebody was like, no, 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 like, turn around. Like, there's no bother going in. Like, you, c- there's no way you can get in there right now. And I was like, I kind of have to. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Jordan, I know you've been here at Vassar, you know, uh, for three and a half years now, as have I been. And, you know, I, from my perspective, I would say, you know, we wouldn't have had parties like this our freshman year. Was that an assessment you would maybe agree with, at least, you know, no, from yeah. a band from a band perspective? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And again, I, I don't know particularly why. I, I remember we used to have, like, Battle of the Bands, and, like, it was very, like, sectioned off as, like, oh, the, this is, like, a band gig, and it was, it was never integrated in, like, nightlife on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And so that is something that's completely shifted and i think people are interested in enjoying yeah there's definitely a huge um energy around it uh speaking of which misc music festival oh, kind of yeah. coming up in the near future and you guys Let's are go. one of the headlining acts pander here at the misc music festival to be at the shiva on leap day february 29th um 
part of the grand reopening of the Shiva, the first ever MISC Live music event. And I'm super excited about it from my perspective. I want to know how you guys are feeling about your perspective. Um, what are you looking forward to the most? What are you looking forward to play? The show is going to be wild. <laughs> it's going to be disorienting. It's going to be transcendent. <laughs> In the words of Ben Sharp. Yeah. To, to, to put it lightly, yeah. Um, there are going to be some fun songs. I mean, not just Panda, but Mark Indigo is playing. Earth Dad's playing. We got some DJs. Westerly Road. Like, this is like a stacked lineup. Like, Misk has done a good job putting this together. Like, Thank props. <laughs> um, the Shiva's going to be a cool space to play in. Um, I hope it gets packed. I hope it's just a night just to remember, to let loose. You guys got anything else to add? I don't know. So I think people, for the most part, think of us as kind of as a cover band, but we have some original songs that we've been working on kind of <laughs> up our sleeve that we're going to be debuting at the concert. So, yeah. And we just set up the stage the other day, and it looks really awesome. And I'm just really pumped to, I don't know, just go wild. Yeah, I'm super excited for the show. Um, how would you describe your sound, and how would you give them kind of an introduction into Pander? Music you can dance to. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Expect to dance. Expect to scream. Expect to be disoriented. <laughs> <laughs> I think, so. yeah, Sawyer mentioned, like, we do covers, and I, I we're keeping that in our set this weekend because, like, at the end of the day, people really want to sing along to songs and like that, that they're familiar with. So we've got a couple of those, and we're mixing that in with the new original songs, which is, should be make a good, entertaining set. That's awesome. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much energy are you trying to bring to the show this weekend? Oh my god, so much. Today we, we put Alex in a red jumpsuit and a panda head, and we filmed him doing random stuff around campus. Um, and we're going to project it. We're going to have two different projectors going on behind us. Every um, band can make their own material. And throw that up there, just like add to the experience of the show, the ambiance, <laughs> the lighting. Like it, the Shiva is a great place to perform because they've got so like all the lighting, the stage. We've never performed on a stage before, so I think it'll just be a completely new feel. Um, and that that's something I'm really excited about. That's awesome. So you heard it here first, Pander, live at the Miss Music Festival coming up this weekend, Saturday, Saturday. February 29th on Leap Day. In the Shiva, doors open at 8 p.m. You can see Pander kind of on the later end of the show. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having us. And that's all that we have for you today. Be sure to tune in live to the More Than Miscellaneous talk show, airing every Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. on WVKR 91.3 FM Poughkeepsie.